This is Cowrie 97.5 FM, Abbey Okata, and I'm Jackie Wilson-Buckley. As the Nigerian government relaxes stringent lockdown rules across the country, flashpoints emerge and social critics say catastrophes may well be on the horizon. Kano, the largest city in northern Nigeria and the biggest in the Sahel Savannah Belt of West Africa, is the latest epicenter of COVID-19 with over 170 cases confirmed, up from its index case of one some two weeks back. There are now 1,728 confirmed cases across the country with total deaths at 51, 307 discharged so far. State figures show 87 new ones in Lagos, followed by 24 in Kano, 18 in Gombe, 17 in Kaduna, 10 in Katsina and 8 in Sokoto all in the north of the country, raising fears that things may turn worse if Kano is not tamed. Down south, Lagos remains the epicenter with over 700 cases, but Ogun, its neighbor, is now cause for concern because of proximity to the commercial capital of the country with an estimated population of 20 million. Welcome to the Reset Bulletin on Kauri 97.5 FM, Abelkuta. I am Willie Thomas and this is our daily series on COVID-19, its consequences and collateral benefits for social behavior, advocacy, conservation and good governance. My friend, longest time. Uh, keep your distance. Are we Coraline? Haven't you heard that coronavirus has entered Nigeria and people are contracting the virus every day? But I use hand sanitizer to clean my hand. I can't contract it. That's a good step, but it's not enough. No handshakes, no hugging. Practice physical distancing by simply increasing the space between you and other people to prevent the spread of coronavirus. Truth is, stay at home. I'm only out because I came to buy food items for emergency. You have to take responsibility to prevent the spread of coronavirus. Avoid areas where there are lots of people. Ensure to keep a physical distance of at least 2 meters from other people. Wash your hands with soap and running water regularly and do not touch your face, eyes and mouth if you have not washed your hands. Take responsibility for you and the rest of us. This message is from the Federal Ministry of Health, the Nigeria Center for Disease Control, and its partners. Hi there, I'm Lucy Van Olden-Barneveld from the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. If you're tuned to Cowrie 97.5 FM, then it's time to get serious. COVID-19, or coronavirus, is real. So stay away from crowded areas, keep to hygiene rules, and more importantly, listen to and abide by what government tells you to do. If you go to the market, Keep two meters away from everyone and wash your hands once they make contact. Any contact at all, you need to wash your hands. Remember, coronavirus is defiant. It attacks all, big or small. Thanks. I'm glad you've heard my message. I'm Lucy, and I work and live in Canada. Calorie, 97.5 On the reset board in today, Abia El Gunemi joins us from Cairo with the day's Ramadan talk. Bola Wola Makide in our London studio has a wrap-up of the last 24 hours. And in today's program, we will be talking to a medical expert and social critic on the situation in Ogun State, considered the New Jersey of Lagos because of its proximity to Nigeria's commercial capital. 
A post circulating on social media is calling on the state government to beef up security at the entry points into the state, especially the Ogere toll gate and the Karo cattle market on the Lagos Ibadan Expressway. There is a total ban on interstate travel, but the post alleged that security operatives in the location appear compromised, insinuating that trucks ferrying cattle from the north, especially the Kano Axis, also convey human passengers. The post also said there may be cases of many people running down south from the north because of the poor facilities in some of the states in the north to take advantage of the improved health facilities in Ogun State. We got on the line to Dr. Olushola Talabi, who is a medical expert and CEO of Health Suite in Abelkuta, to assess the situation. Dr. Talabi, welcome to the Reset Bottom. Very disturbing news indeed that inter-border closures are not working, social distancing is a strange language, and reports suggest that trucks coming to the state from the north with cattle and human cargo. What are the implications? To say the least, I am... Uh indeed very, very disturbed by the widely reported, call it almost a near invasion of the state from traders or those who are actually escaping from the hotbeds in the north, particularly Kano. Um, before I go on, let's place on record there has been tremendous effort by the state government um, leveraging on activities from Lagos, actually, Ogun State is scaled up activity I mean, to some extent, and I think we should give to them. Though there is still room for a lot to be done. In fact, the area we need to face right now, it is movement of persons under the guise of bringing foodstuffs, vegetables, animals into the state. A lot of these goods are accompanied by, believe you, sizable number of people from these hot beds in the north are relocated virtually into the axis around Kara, bordering on Lagos, Ogun State. And I'm sure also a lot of them are also happening with the other borders, actually. No doubt about it. Now, the implications of this is that. They will come into the states with a lot of COVID-19 infections, no doubt. I mean, we're looking for the hotbed in Kano. We all know what's been happening in Kano. Kano, as like most northern states, actually refuse to believe there's anything called COVID infections. And I think the summary of the what you have now is that they have become a very big hotbed, and they actually. I mean, there are big, 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 big transmission going on in place. And I think catastrophes are following. Now, if you allow them in our state, they come into a state and then invade the place, the, the, the effect will be that there will be so much transmission of this coronavirus infection that even the states, the healthcare workers, will not be able to handle it on the long run. We might be moving towards what was happening in Spain if we allow this to happen. So my suggestion right now, and I've been making an effort to actually reach a couple of people who are supposed to be in the security units, that it's time for us 
to identify restriction of what gets into our state from other states. It is important. We should stop it particularly along the levels of the expression. We should stop it actually from other end and border town to Benin Republic. It's very, very crucial that we stop all this. If we don't, we still might not be able to handle what will come to it in a very short while. The health system will be completely overwhelmed. The efforts in the last few weeks will be rubbished. So we are asking that. I mean, honestly, I believe the governor, the government itself, the people in the health sector, security agencies should be up and doing now to stop this movement from other states, cities and states into our own. So they will be able to attend to what concerns us, live in other states, to equally attend to what concerns them. And where they need support, federal government could give support to all these states so that they can contain them in their various domain. This is the only way the country can come out good from this ravaging pandemic. I believe we can do it and it just it can be done. Let the security agency man this point as much as possible. I know there are so much porous borders. We might not be able to escape those ones. For people driving in trucks, massive. I learned they come in very early in the morning, late in the night. And this is where we should intensify these I mean restrictions. There were two waves of attacks when the world suffered the Spanish flu in 1918-1919. The first wave of attacks was tempered down with a relaxation of the strict stay-home rules and then came a second wave of attacks, more devastating, with over 300,000 dying across the country. Abeokuta, which is now the state capital itself, recorded close to 3,000 deaths in the 1918-1919 disaster. We are entering a gradually relaxed phase of the lockdown with COVID-19 amid rising figures of coronavirus infections, and critics of the relaxed lockdown rules have warned against the decision. Is history likely to repeat itself, Dr. Talabi? I guess the federal government reset modification of the restrictions is because, one, following the global trends, two, the people are increasingly getting restive. They are asked to stay indoors. They can't eat, they can't drink. They don't find what to eat, what to drink. They will likely come out one day and break this. I'm sure this was the reason why the government has quickly, everything came up with relaxation. I'm sure Lagos is on the break. They will come out if we don't stop it. I will say it is warming up. I only hope we continue to maintain reasonable social distancing, put on our face mask regularly, make any kind of mask, it might not be as efficient as it should be, but it's going to be better than putting, not putting anything. Of course, take a lot of fluid, take a lot of rest, take vegetables, fruits, and um, be positive minded. I think that's by listening to our health workers. Finally, we need to commend those in the front line. They're doing a great job. Let me mention a few things that are very current and latest on the COVID-19. Number one is that um, recently it's been a story of several thousand patients that actually were seen in the New York by the frontline workers. They have been able to define a pattern. Now, 
that the virus itself invades the body's organ. Name it any of the organ, lung, brain, it does. It's not just the lung, it affects the brain, the heart, even the kidneys, you know, and the gastrointestinal tract. Now that is one, the virus itself invades the body. Now the second one aspect, which is very, very crucial, which is seem to be neglected, is that the entry of the virus triggers widespread, profound inflammatory cascade, which is enough, which is actually what overwhelms and kills the patients. The virus itself invades the place, continues to multiply, no doubt, affects the tissues, what they call, I mean, go to the virus, I mean, just straight virus, the virus is affecting the body. Let's leave that. But it's also generated, the entry generates so much immune response, inflammatory processes, that is the one that actually runs through a casket, sometimes leading to severe bleeding, bleeding to the brain, bleeding to the heart, bleeding to the lung, bleeding everywhere, and which is part of the reason why when you inflict their lungs, you don't really get better because of the widespread inflammation. So the target now is to one, attack the virus one, and also to quickly attend to the accompanying inflammatory responses. So now, hopefully, again, from what is happening this morning, um, and one drug called antiviral agent, which is Remdesivir, the Remdesivir has been found to show some, some improvement in the care of people that have COVID-19. They have been found to have reduced at least the duration of illness from about average of 15 to about 11 when compared to placebos. And then a bit of improvement also on the outcome of mortality of the small catches that were found, that were, that, that, that were tested. This is the picture right now. Will it be right to say that failure to have done the right things in the past and over the last years of democracy is now manifesting in the mumbo-jumbo we are seeing, very weak health structures, security completely overwhelmed, systemic corruption, and a seemingly rudderless public? There is no doubt at all about the fact that what we've done in the past is having tremendous effect on us today. Take for example, let's even look at what is happening globally and I think we come down to where we are in this country. Spain definitely were not prepared for what came to them. America, despite the fact of they had repeated severity warnings and alerts, they did not move for upward of three and hours to four weeks. And that is the reason why they are this devastated because they were not prepared, they were not ready at all. And the U.S. was not ready at all. They were sharing gloves, they were sharing face masks, people were dying defenselessly, personal protective protection equipment were not available. There was no duration, of course, as to what to do. Never mind the fact that we all didn't know exactly what coronavirus is, and we just tried to unravel them, to know the way it's attacked human beings, how it does, and how we can attack it. As to Preparation again for open state. Hmm. In fact, you will agree with me that the federal government of Nigeria wasted nothing less than about a month to close our borders. At the time, the pandemic, this pandemic started in China and was really necessary to 
Spain, Italy. Of course, UK picking a bit of it then. Americans, despite the fact that they were very late in taking decisions, at the time they took the decision to actually shut their borders against even China and Europe itself. Now, what happened then was that those who would come into want to assess the United States of America, either for safety, then they didn't know it was going to come to this. They were forced to sh to to come through Nigeria, they use Europe, land in Lagos, and subsequently connect the United States using the Delta airline mainly. For upwards of three and a half weeks. You can imagine the effect of this. And that was perhaps where Nigeria got the first index case. Don't get carried away. That might not actually be the first index case in this country. We'll wait. But I mean, I will wait to see what will happen thereafter because um, it's not impossible for us to have actually had a couple of people that have come into the country without infection, which were never diagnosed. So, if so, imagine that we took some quick measure, like stopping traffic between China, Europe, even the US, everyone into Nigeria, as early as January, first week in January, you'll be sure you can be very certain the picture will not be what we have today. Nigeria has a big and our peculiar problems issues can you imagine some people still saying there's nothing called coronavirus i guess we have a big work to do there should be we should embark on massive massive education in fact the federal government should call all the state government down the line to the local government and let them tell make massive enlightenment program that this coronavirus is quite real and we must attend to them just that way. Dr. Olushola Talabi, a consultant, physician, and neurologist and CEO, Health Suite in Abelkota, on the line to the reset board in. Still to come, appear El Gonemi with today's Ramadan talk. Good morning everyone. Today's Ramadan talk is about factors that impede listening and learning. Active listening is a term which is commonly used and is an important skill to be acquired in order to achieve success in all areas of one's life, whether personal or professional. It is the most effective form of listening and although listening is commonly considered a passive skill, active listening, requires effort to build and develop it. The psychologist Gerald Aiken, 1994, describes some common factors that get in the way of active listening. First, obvious external factors, like noise, physical discomfort, interruption, mobile phones, etc. Two, response rehearsal. This happens when you switch off from listening to the other person, often through impatience, and instead focus on what you want to say next. As a result, you don't actually hear what the other person is saying. Fact-finding, which happens when you search for the facts and details of what someone is saying instead of listening to the overall message 
they are trying to communicate. Fact finders often focus on what's not right. They are so focused on the imperfections of what someone is communicating that they actually miss what's important. Being judgmental. That happens when you form judgments about the other person as opposed to listening to them and seeking to understand them. Problem solving. This occurs when you try to problem solve and find solutions to the other person's problems instead of listening to what they are actually saying. You become so distracted by your own thoughts that you miss the core message of what they are trying to say. The last one is imposing personal view. Considering your own viewpoint to be the only correct one and therefore being close to the views of others. This often takes the form of focusing on your own opinions, giving advice, etc., as supposed to listening to the core message that the other person is trying to express. Abia Elgunemi from Cairo, Egypt, and now to London, where Bola Makinde is rewinding to yesterday. Bola Wola Makinde. Wednesday. 29th April 2020, and from our London United Kingdom studios, this is Kauri 97.5 FM News Beat. I am Bolaola Makinde. About 313 coronavirus cases have been reported in Moroccan jails following mass testing for COVID 19. The mass testing started after one person in Kalzadze prison tested positive last week. Most of the cases involved prisoners, but a small number of prison warders were also diagnosed. The authorities in Morocco disclosed that Karazatse prison in central Morocco recorded 303 cases, while 10 other cases were in Udaya prison in Marrakesh and Kassar Kebil prison in the northwest. Consequently, the authorities noted that they have isolated all positive cases and all warders have been issued with protective gear. Uganda's President Yoweri Museveni has blasted members of parliament for allocating themselves a total of 10 billion Ugandan shillings, equivalent to $2.6 million, to enable them raise awareness about coronavirus. The president noted that it was morally reprehensible for the MPs to allocate funding to themselves instead of district committees created for that purpose. It would be recalled that President Museveni had banned individuals from distributing relief items and urged those who wished to do so to give the items to the district committees to avoid the gathering of crowds. Opposition MP Francis Zake was consequently arrested last week for distributing food to his constituents contrary to those guidelines. President Museveni, however, vowed to ask the Auditor General to investigate the MPs who have already spent the money to buy relief items for their constituents. Malawi's President Peter Mutharika has announced an emergency cash transfer program for the people worst affected by COVID-19. Mutharika disclosed that the cash transfer program will target just under 1 million people and small businesses affected by the coronavirus pandemic. He noted that eligible households will receive a monthly payment of 35,000 Malawan kwacha, equivalent to $47 through mobile cash transfers starting in May. 
Mutharika, however, did not offer details on how long the program will run. Meanwhile, for the second time in a fortnight, the Malawi High Court has stopped the government from implementing a lockdown as one way of preventing the spread of coronavirus. The legal action was brought by Human Rights Defenders Coalition, who had warned that the poor were at greatest risk since no food rations were being offered by government. Religious groups also sought an injunction of their own, saying the lockdown was a violation of religious freedom. The court, however, ruled that the planned lockdown must wait until a higher court, the Supreme Court, makes a ruling on several constitutional questions that have arisen during the pandemic. The Ivorian presidential candidate and former rebel leader, Guelome Soro, has been convicted of embezzlement and sentenced to 20 years in jail. Soro, who lives in Paris, was accused of using public money to buy a house in the commercial capital of Abidjan. The former rebel leader was also accused of plotting a coup against President Alassane Kotara, who is due to leave office this year. Although absent in court, Soro was fined the equivalent of $4.7 million and barred from civic duties for five years. The trial was also boycotted by Soros' lawyers, who said the allegations against him were political and aimed at excluding him from this year's presidential poll. Acclaimed Indian actor Ifran Khan, whose international movie career included hits such as Slumdog Millionaire, Life of P, and The Amazing Spider-Man, has died at the age of 53. His death came after his mother, Saida Begum, died four days ago on April the 25th. Khan, who was diagnosed with a neuroendocrine tumor in 2018, died earlier today after he was admitted in a Mumbai hospital for colon infection. Born Sarazadi Iran Ali Khan in the Indian desert state of Rajasthan on January 7, 1967, Khan discovered an early passion for acting and studied at the elite National School of Drama. He is survived by his wife, TV producer Satupa Sita, and sons Babil and Ayan. And that has been Kauri 97.5 FM Newsbeat. I am Bolawala. And that's it on the reset button for today, Friday, May 1st. That's May Day is when it becomes compulsory to wear a face mask anytime you are in public. And please do not say you did not hear the warning. You will go into compulsory isolation for 14 days, COVID positive or not, and you will serve additional seven days of community service if you're not wearing a face mask. By the way, this sounds very much like a great idea for the Nigerian Center for Disease Control, NCDC, which is not happy that people are not volunteering for COVID tests. NCDC wants to test 2 million people and already has an installed capacity to test 50,000 per day. Well, an easy way to get more than 50,000 per day is to simply arrest people without face masks or those who breach any of the COVID-19 rules and put them in isolation. This is where we wrap up the reset button today. Stay safe, social distancing, learn not to touch your face, ensure body and home hygiene, and you're free from COVID-19. I am Willie Thomas, and we wish you a pleasant day.
make it your responsibility. Stop the spread of coronavirus. Keep a distance of at least two meters between you and others. Hi there, I'm Lucy Van Olden Barneveld from the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. If you're tuned to Cowrie 97.5 FM, then it's time to get serious. COVID-19 or coronavirus is real. So stay away from crowded areas. Keep to hygiene rules and, more importantly, listen to and abide by what government tells you to do. If you go to the market, keep two meters away from everyone and wash your hands. Once they make contact, any contact at all, you need to wash your hands. Remember, coronavirus is defiant. It attacks all, big or small. Thanks. I'm glad you've heard my message. I'm Lucy, and I work and live in Canada. This is Cowrie 97.5 FM, Abby Okata, and I'm Jackie Wilson-Buckley.